honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yo, welcome back. Today I have on a pencil grad doing huge things with a brand that's blown up since quarantine. The rise of clogs is not something to overlook as we've all gotten to know. I mean, everywhere that we've looked, it's really been a a huge thing. So today I'm honored to welcome Alexander Mayhew, footwear designer at Crocs. Alex, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Izzy. It's a pleasure and blast to be here. I'm super stoked to chat and um, very grateful for the opportunity. So not only are you a pencil grad, but you are a graduate of UW Stout. And anybody that's listening that isn't from Wisconsin, which is probably like more than 75%, if not 80% of this (laughs) podcast, has no idea where that is. So do you want to talk about kind of who you are, like give a little bit of intro on that and then talk about where is Stout and how did that kind of shape you? For sure. Yeah. So um, again, I'm Alexander Mayhew, um, currently work as a footwear designer at Crocs and um, originally grew up in Middleton, Wisconsin. Uh, So spent most of my childhood living in Wisconsin, um, very much from (laughs) Middleton, Wisconsin. And for those who don't know Middleton, that is a suburb right outside of Madison. Um, So kind of super close to uh, that university and that capital area. Uh, But yeah, that said, um, you know, when looking for a school and kind of an opportunity to kind of pursue design, I I knew I wanted to go for footwear design. And, um, you know, I kind of learned through some research as a high school student that a best foot forward to get into that could be through industrial design um, and actually came to find that the University of Wisconsin Stout had this incredible industrial design program. For those unfamiliar with where it is, which is again, probably <laughs> most people, um, it is further northwest in Wisconsin. Um, it's actually about an hour from the Twin Cities. Uh, it's much closer to Minneapolis. I think if you were to kind of drive west from south for about 20 minutes, you're crossing the state line. Um, So it's just kind of tucked away up there. But again, just a super fantastic small in-state university um, and something that really jumped out just as an opportunity for me to kind of pursue my passion when looking into schools. That's uh, incredible, Um, really, for you to already know exactly what you wanted to do. And now looking back on it, like everything kind of worked out the way that you wanted it to, but let's talk about before you, you were looking at that college and you were, you wanted to be a footwear designer. Not, not a lot of kids, like there's kids that go on Nike, used to go on Nike ID and and do their (laughs) thing, but there's not kids that really like dove crazy deep into it. So you mentioned that Dunks, uh, had a huge impact on that. Do you want to talk about how you, growing up, you were such a big sneakerhead? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
That that Nike ID comment's so funny because I too would spend <laughs> just days on Nike ID um, customizing <laughs> colorways. But yeah, for sure. You know, I think um, you know, really looking back in hindsight, I grew up insanely artistic. Um, it was just something that I found myself very drawn to um, as a kid. Like thinking back to elementary school to middle school, um, before the footwear element came into play, I was always into arts. Um, you know, I, my parents, um, you know, really exposed me to that culture as well. Something I was super thankful for. I was able to, you know, kind of attend plays as a kid, go to art museums. It was just this like insane infatuation with the arts. And um, likewise, was a very visual kid, um, learned best visually, uh, spent most of my time drawing um, if I wasn't kind of being active or, or doing other things. And just um, kind of straight away from basic education um, to with that, right? Like I wasn't as huge in kind of the sciences and maths and stuff and just really found myself putting all attention into arts. And so, um, you know, kind of fast forward a bit, going into high school, um, you know, as, as we all know, when you go into high school, right, there, there's kind of this shift in mentality. You, you care so much about what people think. I think it's just something you kind of learn and go through as a, as a child. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, just found myself so, so attracted to, to having good shoes. Um, there was just, there was something that, you know, in finding like a good sneaker, um, your, your confidence goes through the roof. It just, you know, you're, you're so fly, like no one can tell you anything, right? Like you have your Air Force Ones on, you have your dunks on. These shoes that I, like, to be honest, hadn't even known the name of yet um, and just so happened to to kind of go to some Nike stores, um, really look for some, like, new shoes uh, going into high school and, um, you know, just honestly found, like, $40 clearance Air Force Ones, $40 clearance Dunks um, and was instantly in love like just can remember like going in and, and anyone familiar with like an outlet shoe store, right? You go in, you look at this wall and it's just so overwhelming. There are so many shoes, there are so many kind of offerings. And I can just remember so clearly this pair of dunks, um, you know, they were red and white with uh, black laces, believe it was like a 2008 pair, um, but went in and just, I mean, they, they shined from the wall. I was like, those are, just like the flyest shoes I've ever seen. I was like, those are so cool. Like I just, I could see myself in them before I even <laughs> touched them. And um, yeah, it was just, it was this supernatural, um, just love of sneakers. It just, I mean, it just kind of clicked and, you know, spiraled into um, collecting, into always staying up on footwear. It just became so um, mesmerized by by this culture, by collecting shoes by talking shoes um and likewise right growing up very artistic i just kind of found myself drawing shoes all the time um you know i have notebooks just filled with sketches of footwear uh, i really started with those dunks actually i would always sketch my dunks and i'd always think of ways to like make them better make them cooler um and modify them and finally it just kind of evolved into thinking like oh cool like what what could be a new shoe from the ground up i could do and always just kind of sketching and thinking of these ideas and, you know, got got probably halfway through high school. Um, you get to that point where it's kind of like you feel the, you know, societal pressures of what are you going to do post high school? What's your plan? And super thankful that for me, it was it was super clear. I was like, I'm going to be a footwear designer. I, I don't know yet what that 
entails. I, I don't exactly know how to get there, but I'm going to research it and I'm going to make it happen and just kind of dove, you know, 100% in on, on trying to make it happen. <laughs> so we hit the point where I'm kind of looking at your background and I kind of feel for your parents a little bit because you're a lot of parents out there who has ki- who have kids that have these artistic abilities that may not have had the the passion for those industries like their kids do are kind of hesitant on letting letting their kids pursue the arts because everybody's been told for so long the money's in being a lawyer, being a doctor, being x, being y, being z. How did your parents take you wanting to be a footwear designer of all things kind of out of left field yeah for sure um so you know really looking back i i think off the bat my parents have always been very very supportive of my love um for for the arts for being artistic and i think at the same time they have always really like challenged me to to understand that nothing um, is really handed out right there there's a level that you need to chase that you need to fully invest in yourself and be 100% invest in yourself before others can invest in you or, or kind of see that vision that you're chasing and I think it was you know super super similar in that sense right I'm in high school I love sneakers. I love drawing. I'm like, I want to be a footwear designer. And I, I go to my parents and, you know, we begin having those conversations and something my father, you know, that, that brought up and I still think of it as something that's like an insanely valuable piece of advice, if not the most valuable piece of advice I've gotten before in life was he said, like, show me and, and show me how you can do this. Like you should be so researched and believing in yourself and, kind of seeing a path that you can begin taking to get there. Um, he said, like, be 100% invest in yourself and show me how you can get there. And we will, you know, support you in that vision. And again, it comes down to really being just 100% kind of invested in your journey and your path and selling others on that concept. And it was very much that, you know, I think I really took away this idea, right? Like, how do I become a footwear designer? How do I truly, you know, justify that this is what I want to do with my life. And it could have been something right too that maybe there weren't other examples of people doing it. And I think if you can just really have that plan for yourself, like you can chase anything. Lucky enough for me, um, there are other footwear designers and there are other um, examples of how they got to be footwear designers. So, you know, I really began researching that and of course, just the the biggest, most inspiring story that stuck out to me was Tinker Hatfield. And I think he is someone that almost all other footwear designers, um, if not just, you know, fans of footwear, people who are sneakerheads um, are so drawn to his story um, and what he has kind of crafted through Nike and the stories he has told through his designs. And I just became so um, mesmerized and just, you know, in love with his approach to design with his actual outcome product designs, right? Shoes I was wearing on my feet that I hadn't even taken a second to step back and think like, oh, who designed this shoe? You know, I was just so caught up in, in sketching my own ideas that to take a step back and be like, okay, who are some of these people who have actually become these leaders in, in our industry and, and who have crafted you know, this profession in a way. And so really researched that, grounded myself in 
just the fact that being a footwear designer was something I knew I could chase. Um, and that was great, right? That was kind of like, okay, this kind of end goal, quote unquote, is visible. How do I get there? That was, <laughs> that was definitely the hardest part. Being a high school student, being like, okay, how do I actually pursue that? And something I, um, you know, kind of started off looking into was apparel design, actually. I just made this kind of natural connection in my head that apparel and footwear are both these worn objects. So they must, you know, go hand in hand like that. And I ended up touring the University of Wisconsin Stout for apparel design. Um, you know, this program seemed incredible, but at the same time, I could kind of have a clear vision as I was touring that footwear wasn't maybe a focus there um, or that footwear wasn't something that was gonna play into that type of education I could receive. So I felt a bit defeated by that. I was kind of leaving the tour actually with my mother. We ran into someone who was there to kind of help guide the tours. And she asked, um, you know, is, you know, everything okay? Like, are you not feeling apparel? And we were like, oh, you know, it's, it seems super cool, but really want to be footwear. And just said that and honestly was just in the right place at the right time um, with the right person who knew, um, knew something. And she kind of pulled us aside and brought us in on this other tour for industrial design at the University of Wisconsin Stout. And I was immediately sold, um, right? I was just, I was listening to the tour, hearing how industrial designers approach product design, um, really seeing in my head how that could really fit into footwear design as well. And even on that tour, saw a wall in the hallway full of advanced design sketches of people doing conceptual footwear. And that was like that clicking moment. I was like, oh my God, it's possible. I was like, I can go to this <laughs> like, you know, little in-state school that even I hadn't heard of too much and just like fell in love with it. I was like, this is the path. And, you know, I think just Again, being able to put all of those pieces together um, through a bit of trial and error, right? Like, I think you have to accept that sometimes that path might lead to an end that you weren't expecting. And it's just kind of like, how do you, how do you kind of put a vision together? Um, you know, how do you believe in your own journey and your own path? And I was, you know, honestly, just lucky enough to be in a position to put that together and go to my parents and be like, hey, this is the plan. Um, and, you know, they were super, super supportive of that, which was incredible, but it did take a bit of research and work to get to that point. That's interesting. That's, it, it seems like you put in 10 times the amount of work into your, your college choice and your career, almost career choice in a sense, than I did getting out of high school <laughs> and like just fi finding a school and just jumping into it. But like you you knew what you wanted to do, which is so, so dope. So obviously like you're in a spot where you're going to UW Stout, as you mentioned, probably a small town, uh, not too far away from Minneapolis, but the Midwest doesn't, doesn't have as many footwear brand jobs and, and internships quite like the, it used to one and then two quite like the coast. So when you started looking for those internships and started looking for those opportunities, where did that lead you? Yeah, it, um, it absolutely is a bit kind of niche on, on finding any of that in the Midwest. I think something that 
almost just helped me inherently um, with that was I was a bit stubborn growing up that I wanted to move away from Wisconsin. And it wasn't out of any distaste for Wisconsin. I'm, I'm so thankful and love that I'm from Wisconsin. It's something I'm super proud of. But likewise, it was something that there wasn't a ton of footwear there. You know, I, I kind of saw like, hey, this is maybe a great place to grow up. This is a great place I can go to school. And that might be a bit of the ceiling of me living here and was always just really excited to go experience new things, to live in new places. And so with that, I, I was always looking just around kind of everywhere, right? Like where can I go to get kind of these opportunities to, to do internships, to learn further, to get into footwear. And uh, with that, you know, I can remember being like a freshman in college and just like always visiting the pencil website. Um, Cause I was like, oh my gosh, here is like a school for footwear design. I'm like, it's over in Portland, which sounds just so cool. You know, I was like, Nike, Adidas, like all those people are over in Portland. Like I have to go to this school or do a class. Um, and that was always just a, a goal of mine early in school was like, how do I get out there to do it? It was something I just kind of kept on my radar instantly, like followed them on every platform or available place that I could receive info from them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that was kind of a, a cool lesson I learned was like, just like follow, follow your interests, right? Like opportunities pop up and there's nothing worse than maybe missing out on an opportunity because you just weren't aware of it. So if you're passionate about something, I kind of learned to start like following those things and, and really paying attention to what was out there. Um, and yeah, likewise, just was super open to the idea of, of moving out and trying new things. And with that said, I actually never had an internship that took place in the Midwest. Um, you know, just, just kind of rolling into internships. Uh, my first one was at BOA Technologies in Denver, Colorado, um, which was just the coolest opportunity. Uh, I had a fantastic connection there. My friend's father was the design director, um, you know, and someone who I've always looked up to as a designer and has taught me so much. Um, and he really opened up this opportunity for me to intern with them. And what was so interesting about interning at BOA, um, which was, I believe, after my fourth year of school, um, I went to school for five years. Yeah, so that was after the fourth. And this was my first internship. What was so cool about it was BOA is a lacing, um, kind of a substitute for lacing company, right? They are a dial-based closure. Mm -hmm. um, to kind of enhance different products. Uh, a lot of those being footwear, but you also find them on like helmets, medical equipment, other things. And I thought that was such a cool bridge um, for myself coming from an industrial product design background, wanting to get into footwear to kind of go and learn about an element of footwear that was a bit special and something that just worked hand in hand with footwear. Um, and again, just, it was such a cool opportunity it was my first chance to live somewhere that wasn't, um, you know, Wisconsin as an adult. Lived in Denver for a summer, uh, was given the freedom to kind of pursue a passion project there and designing kind of footwear, learning about how footwear is constructed, learning about ergonomics of the foot, right? Like how a BOA system enhances the closure of a shoe. Things that, things that like as a student, you know, I think I could sketch and kind of conceptually go for in my head off of my sketches, but to actually like really understand the research and the data behind it um, was so cool. Just, I mean, nerded out over <laughs> all of this <laughs> stuff at that internship. And 
Yeah, I mean, it just, it was such a fantastic opportunity, so much so that, you know, I, I felt like near the end, I was coming off this high, right? I was like, oh, I made it. I made it out of Wisconsin to chase a footwear thing. This is so cool. Like, you know, I, I need to go finish school now. Like, how do I keep this rolling? And, you know, right near the end of that internship, an opportunity for a class at Penn Soul uh, was kind of announced and popped up. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like, I, I have to go for this. It was something that I'd been applying for classes. I'd been applying for kind of different contests they had been having and just hadn't quite gotten my foot in the door to where, um, you know, I maybe wanted to be and, and saw myself. And they offered up this class. It was a three-month program um, in partnership with PNCA. Um, and it was out in Portland and it started that September, um, which was the month after my internship ended at BOA. And I was like, yep, this is it. And just, I mean, would go home from my internship and just sketch and sketch and sketch and would stay up till probably like one or two in the morning, just like working on my concept to get into that pencil pr program. Um, you know, I was like, sleeping is not important. I just have to get into this program. I have to do whatever it takes to, to kind of show my skill set and, and try to land this opportunity. And, you know, just so incredibly thankful that that actually paid off. And I was able to attend that pencil program, um, which transitions into kind of the second part of that opportunity was I pretty much came home from Denver back to Madison for maybe a week and then found myself on a plane to Portland for the semester. Um, and it was just, I mean, it was so fun. It was like, cool. Like I, I truly feel like I'm able to kind of bounce around. I'm able to chase opportunity. Um, and again, just so thankful to, to have been in a position to do that as well. And so went out to Portland to study for those three months. And honestly, that, that opportunity really just changed who I was as a person, who I was as a designer, it, it taught me so much. Um, it's just, it's almost hard to even go into depth on it because there, there were so many positive takeaways from that course and experiences. Um, and yeah, just, it really, it really showed me to like, go, go chase the opportunity. I think that was kind of my, my biggest takeaway was like that actually like just trying to like take that leap of faith into something to, to jump in and really chase it. Um, was so valuable. And I, I put graduating on hold for a semester or two, arguably, right? Like I was kind of like, that can wait because I just, I have to be a part of these things and I need to kind of chase it. Wow. That's crazy. I I got to give it up to you. Like the, the, you have the nads to just jump after something and just, like you said, chase it. And whether you're a student listening or just, you've you've been in your career there's never not enough time and you're never too old or you're never too young to just jump after something and I think that's what I I want I want people listening to this episode to really take from your journey because you've you've really jumped after everything and it seems like you've built a, a circle around you that supports every decision you make yeah I I, I I really appreciate that. I think um, with that, right, there, there's kind of an element of luck. Um, like I can't, you know, I, I can't go without saying that I'm just, I'm so um, thankful for, for this element of luck that seemed to follow me a bit. 
Um, there's also, again, like there's kind of learning through failure. Um, you know, I, I made it to that pencil class and that was just this crazy cool kind of feat in my head. Um, and I had applied and kind of applied for other pencil classes multiple times before and just had never really given it my all, I think. I think it was something that I just kind of made a little bit of time right in between my stout classes would apply and just not make it in. And I think to really understand that, yeah, like to take that leap of faith, like be 100% invested. It's one of those things that like, if you're not fully invested in doing it, it can be hard to, to even get to the point that I think you're maybe doing it. Like, I think it's something like you really got to kind of believe in yourself. And at the same time, it is like, it is kind of scary. Like it's kind of nerve wracking, but it's also super exciting. Like I can remember like having to find a long-term Airbnb to stay in while I was out in Portland. And I was like, okay, I'm four miles from class. Okay. How do I find a bike? How do I get myself there? Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll never forget that first morning biking into class and just, you know, taking in Portland. Um, it is something actually I had made the bike ride before the first day of class. I think you should always know your route if you're new somewhere. Um, <laughs> just throwing that piece of advice out there for anyone listening, but um, just, I mean, just taking in, like, I was so excited and so nervous and just, you know, just this whole combination of feelings. Um, Cause it is like, you're, you're taking this leap of faith. You're like, I've done and believed in as far as I can. And, you know, like, how do I just put myself out there to, to be in a position, um, you know, to, to try to learn and, and to try to get better. That's, I honestly, dude, it's, it's astonishing, like everything that you've been able to accomplish with just that. I, I like that you said luck, because there's a lot of people out there. And when I was building my company, I kind of attributed a lot of our, or when we first got started, a lot of our successes due to luck. And a lot of people told me, Hey, no, that's hard work. You put yourself in those positions. I said, yeah, that's cool. But I, I really don't think I, you gotta be lucky sometimes. And in order, yeah, you can do the work, you can do everything in order to get lucky. But I think the luck portion definitely has an element in people's journeys, um, whether good or bad. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm excited to see where, where you're going to go beyond what you're doing today. Um, do you want to talk about what you're doing today and what, what the work is that you're doing day in and day out? Totally. Yeah. Um, so I guess just to kind of round off the student story as it trickles right into kind of today's story, uh, you know, I, I returned from pencil, I went to Stout for a semester, graduated, and um, applied for an opportunity at Crocs as a footwear design intern. And, you know, I think there was uh, this thought in my head that when I graduated, I had to get a full-time job. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been in school five years. I'm so excited to like finally have a job, you know, like work my way out of kind of this, this small town college as much as I, you know, adored going to that small town college. Just, I was like, I need to go to a city. I gotta, you know, I gotta switch it up now again. And an opportunity for like Crocs footwear design internship position was listed. 
I was like, huh, that's, you know, I was like, that's interesting. Like Crocs definitely wasn't the first company I thought of out of school working for. What was and, the first one? Um, I think honestly, I, I would probably say Nike. I think yeah. that was just kind of this dream of mine. I had a kid um, as a kid and that actually leads into another piece of advice that I've always just cherished so much. Um, but Dr. Dwayne Edwards, um, you know, the founder of Pencil, uh, a phenomenal human, a great mentor, someone who, who really just taught me so much. He pulled me aside when I was graduating my Pencil class and asked me, like, what do you want to do out of school? Like, what's kind of your dream job? And at the time, I, <laughs> I think within like five seconds, I was like, oh, Nike or Jordan. And just like, like blurted it out without even thinking that through. And he was kind of like, no, man, come on. Like, what's your, he's like, those are brands. He's like, what is your ideal job? Like, what is your ideal kind of work you want to be doing, thing you want to be chasing? And that just like, I mean, that stuck with me so much because for so long I built my idea of being a footwear designer off of different brands. Right. And it was almost like I couldn't break away from being a designer and being a consumer. And I think that was just my opportunity to be like, oh, word, like if I, if I want to be a good designer, like a great designer, I need to be able to kind of design for consumers who aren't myself, right? It's kind of easy to design for yourself. And I was like, oh, shit, like you're, you're totally right, man. Like, how do I, you know, what is it I want to do? And I was like, I can't even, I couldn't even give him three different jobs because I was like, I want to be a footwear designer. And he was like, cool. So, so be open to being a footwear designer, right? Anywhere with anyone. And it's that advice that, you know, got me to apply for my Crocs internship position um, and kind of, again, take a bit of a leap of faith. I wasn't as familiar with the brand at the time. And I was like, cool, like this, this would be so good for me, right? This would be something that I'm not familiar with. It could be a great opportunity to grow, to learn. Um, all these things that I think you just kind of constantly want to get out of a job as a designer, right? Like it's, it's so rewarding for me to constantly be learning, to constantly be growing. Like I, I always want to kind of hit another level of design of how I approach design. Um, and I was like, cool, this, this feels like that opportunity. And again, was just kind of lucky enough to, <laughs> to get offered the opportunity. Um, you know, so instantly packed up my bags, moved back to Colorado um, <laughs> and stayed in another Airbnb that was like kind of a three month jam, found a used bike, found a way to like walk and bike to work um, and all this and went and did that opportunity for three months, which was um, just, I mean, so incredible. Like, instantly I was like okay being here doing this internship is what I should be doing I was like a full-time job can be put on hold like this is phenomenal and you know just got through that summer got through that internship um and was just super thankful to have been offered a full-time position and it was I mean at that point it was a no-brainer I was like this is where I want to be right now this is what I want to be doing like I you know loved my coworkers. I loved the opportunity I had as a design internship there and so accepted a job um, as an associate footwear designer, um, you know, went back to Wisconsin, 
packed up everything I owned and my girlfriend and I moved out to Denver, Colorado then um, as she had just graduated as well. And so we kind of did the whole like, oh my God, how do we pack everything? Like, how do we find an apartment in a week? How do I find a car? Like, <laughs> Just all of that fun, like adulting that comes at you so fast. Um, yeah. But, you know, made, made it happen and um, got out here and so joined Crocs. Um, you know, and I so think this is kind of where it brings me up to your your question. Sorry, that was quite a backstory to get there. But uh, <laughs> when thinking about what I'm doing today, so I'm currently working at Crocs as a foot ray designer um, and just absolutely loving it. You know, I, again, I think it's something that it challenges me in different ways than I've been challenged before. Um, and I, I love a design challenge. I love to kind of think in new ways to learn new methods of designing to you know, tackle new consumers, et cetera. And I, I find that in my current job and just so thankful for it. Um, you know, I also think it's a opportunity that I've found I'm able to be very creative. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I learned so much from my current opportunity just about how to like be creative in new ways, how to, you know, really think outside the box on things. And yeah, again, it's just, it's a great opportunity um, that I'm in currently. I think, what Dr. Dwayne Edwards said is just so spot on and what he was hinting at, I should say too, it's, there's so many people today that say, Oh, I can work at Nike. And they, they are still the same people that uh, think they can be a designer because they're going on Nike ID and they don't know everything <laughs> that's going on behind, behind closed doors. But then also it's just, like you said, it's, it's that battle between being a consumer, designing for yourself and designing for a, a consumer that isn't yourself and I think that goes for you to kind of be open to that challenge and and say I I, I want to do that I don't yes well I'd be dope to work for Nike or or Jordan or anything like that I'm open to new challenges and I think that's it's almost you taking a bet on yourself and being open to those challenges has opened the door at Crocs and being I mean, you're, you're part of uh, a massive within the last year, really a, a, a brand that's gone crazy. So what, what have you worked on in the past year that you've had, you've been really excited uh, about at least what you can share, obviously. <laughs> For sure. Um, you know, I, I think I can kind of give a high level thought to that and, the high level thought for me just in what I've been able to have the opportunity to work on is um, something I'm so thankful for. It's just kind of the, the span of design focus. And when I say that, um, you know, it's, it really stems from being able to work on different elements of design within footwear. Um, so like in school, I was an industrial designer. I was always obsessed with form design. Um, so when you think of footwear, that's kind of like really focusing on new like silhouette, um, new tooling, new, new everything that goes into the form. It was something that I just like passionately chased in school. Um, and maybe at the time in school, like other elements of what go into a final shoe became secondary thoughts, right? So like as a student, I wasn't thinking about materials. I wasn't thinking about colors until like, you know, it was like, oh, the projects do like in two days shit like what color should I do you know and and just never gave that the love it deserved and something at Crocs that 
you know, again, it has been something that um, I just, I love the opportunity to do it. It's something that keeps me like so motivated and going all the time is the ability to kind of switch it up on projects and, and working on different different approaches to design, whether that's through colors or graphics um, or new footwear or, you know, kind of X, Y, and Z. And it's something that I just, I find this kind of ability to switch up between projects. Um, it's super stimulating, right? It, it's super interesting. Um, likewise, kind of switching up kind of different target consumers, different goals, uh, whatever those may be. And again, just kind of taking yourself away from what you want to inherently design for yourself and putting yourself in this mindset of okay who who am i kind of who's the target consumer who is it that we want to like buy this why would they actually buy this like what is this research and i think that's kind of another thing i i love about working professionally and, and working at a brand and a brand like crocs um is really like putting the research in really understanding um you know, all of those kind of goals that can make a project successful. Because at the end of the day, right, like I, I'm so happy to see a project be successful. And that that's something that requires so many hands, right? So many people being passionate about what they're working on. And that's another note at Crocs that I just absolutely love is all of my coworkers, all of, um, you know, higher ups, people leading, everyone is just so passionate to, to do a great job and it really just provides such a fantastic community to be a part of um, and, and team to, to work with. I think it, like it's evident that the community at Crocs and the overall just people love their jobs. Everybody I've talked to there, it, it <laughs> seems like everybody like comes in with a smile and is genuinely happy. And I've talked to some designers and I've talked to some people without naming any names that it's not like that at the specific brand or, or job that they're working at. And it's almost infections, it, infectious when it is. And I, I can tell that you just genuinely love your job. And I'm sure it's like that for so many others within the organization. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't say it better. Um, it, it really, it really is. Um, and again, it's just like to, to be a creative, to be a designer, someone who, someone who really has to like conceptually sell their work, right? Like you have to kind of like, you have to be able to think of something that almost doesn't exist yet and sell people on why it's like a great design. Um, and just to be surrounded again with, with passionate people, people who want to do um, kind of the, the best approach for every project, like no shortcuts, et cetera, um, really just is such a great position to be in as, as that creative, right? And, um, you know, I've, I've always felt very, very empowered to, to kind of be able to share a voice, to share a point of view. Um, and likewise, something that I take away um, with working there, but also just try to take this away in general as a person um, is just listening, right? Like everyone has kind of a point of view um, on feedback, right? Like constructive criticism is so important to be able to receive as a designer to understand again, like how can you be successful with your project? Um, and that's definitely something I receive, I receive at work. And again, just try to take in in general, right? Like how can I receive constructive criticism to to be better, um, even just as a person, right? It's something that's super important to me. And 
again, I think just filters into kind of this passion I have of just always wanting to learn and grow and, and just kind of do better. I think, um, I think the, every designer's dream is to go to Japan. And I, uh, Facts. I did, I did a little bit of creeping on Instagram. I saw you took a Japan trip. So how was that? I, I'm not a designer and that's a dream of mine. So how was that overall for yourself personally and then professionally as well? Um, incredible. I just like incredible. I, <laughs> so many just words like that I could throw out. It, it truly changed like my life, my approach to life. Um, again, who I, who I was as a person as well as a designer um, you know, I, I've also always just been so, um, just mesmerized by, by Japanese culture, by Japan. It, it's so interesting. It's something that I think a lot of, uh, kind of sneaker heads, people into streetwear, into kind of urban art, into that whole kind of cross community. Um, there's so much influence that comes from Japan. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, growing up, like always loved, um, you know, like Mirakami, right? Like all these Japanese artists cause influence as an artist and kind of his start um, in Japan before going more worldwide. Um, you know, just different brands like Bape, uh, just, I, I can't even name them all, right? Like even Visvim influence. Can absolutely remember being in high school, seeing Kanye walk around in like a Visvim parka with the FBT trainers on and myself being like, I need some like moccasin trainers right now. Like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> just like, there's kind of this inherent, um, there's just this inherent attraction I've always found to the culture um, and to different kind of product and art um, and expressions to come out of Japan. And it, it's always been a place I wanted to visit. So the opportunity to go for work um, was incredible. I mean, just, being able to go there to see so many, so many different things while we were there. Um, everything from kind of more traditional uh, Japan, like visiting different temples, um, to seeing just the consumers, to seeing how people shop there, to how people um, design there, just live there. Like it just, I, I felt like it was just this like melting pot and I was just trying to soak in every second and everything I saw. And, you know, you're traveling internationally, you're jet lagged and you're like, oh my God, I need like my 15th coffee. Cause I just cannot miss a moment of, of being here and taking this in. And it was just, I mean, it was incredible. And, you know, off of that, I think um, I'd also say I've had the opportunity to travel to several other places and just um, any, any chance to travel international um, is such a blessing. It, it's it's so eye-opening to different things. Um, it's cool. It, it's almost uncomfortable in a, in a positive way, right? Like you're able to really kind of jump from your day-to-day -day life wherever you may be and really experience something different. Um, and just, again, think it really just helped me grow as a creative and a person to to have been in those opportunities to travel like that. I love that. It's uh, I'm extremely jealous. I'm sure there's people listening right now that are jealous as well. You'll get there, man. I hope. I Fingers crossed. I hope. I hope. That's uh that's on my list post COVID. Um, yes. Whatever post COVID is, but Facts. we we um, what are you excited for? What are you like in the near future? What are you excited to be working on? What not only with Crocs but personally as well. 
That's a great question. Um, I think just bouncing off that last note, I, I'm so excited to be able to travel again um, and just to be able to do so respectfully to it, hopefully being safe and um, you know us coming out of this pandemic. Um, like just something that's so like at the top of my mind exciting is travel. Um, you know, whether that's through work, whether that's through personal, like it's something that I have not necessarily invested as much in myself traveling. Um, before I, I tend not to like buy vacations um, for myself or, or travel like that. And, you know, I think that's something I maybe took for granted just being in a, in a great opportunity to be able to do it, um, whether it was through work or with family or stuff growing up and definitely have a new mindset, um, especially uh, going through quarantine, just a, of the value and the reset, the refresh that comes from traveling. And it's something I just, I really want to get into again, when it's kind of safe and, and respectful to do it um, and really want to kind of prioritize the ability to, to travel um, and see new things. I love that. I, I'm so excited to, I mean, You've kind of gone through it, uh, obviously, when you were younger, but I'm I'm excited to um, kind of get out of Wisconsin, uh, not in a bad way either, uh, just <laughs> like you. But it's just yeah, it's just time. It's it's time to kind of explore elsewhere, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm also very excited to travel. Uh, I'm hoping I can get fit in a Caribbean trip at some point this year, and oh, if yeah. not. Uh, because of COVID, I am going to be very, very sad. So, yep. We'll yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, dude, traveling and concerts, like I, I just cannot wait to, you know, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully find ourselves in a position that we're able to do that in the near future. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I think the, the biggest, the last question I have for you, uh, is kind of a deep one, but okay. uh, I'm just going to go out there. I'm not going to promise or give you any hints or anything like that or let you practice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm just going to hit you with it. Um, what impact do you want to leave on the world? Dude, that is deep. Um, damn. Okay. So I think that's a great question. I think something um, that has always been kind of a forefront interest of mine um, and also just, I think, kind of a root understanding of an inherent responsibility that I carry in my profession and what I do is that um, as a product designer, right, we are, we are constantly creating product to go into the world. And that product is something that can be viewed as successful if, you know, it has a great consumer response, if people love it, if it's something that really makes someone's life better. And that was, that's always been something I've, I've wanted to achieve, right? Like I want to design things that truly enhance someone's um, life, right? Like, and it's something I love about designing Crocs, for example, is like, they're so comfortable. Like people just have this instant, like they try a Croc on and they fall in love with it. And yeah, it sometimes takes a bit to get them to, <laughs> to try them on, but um, there, there's just such a well-received love of trying them on. And I think that's such a cool thing. I think likewise, just bigger picture for myself for design. Um, again, like I want to do something that betters people's life, but I also want to be very conscious of this inherent responsibility that as product goes out, um, just kind of this 
this inherent need for sustainability, right? Like we yeah. are, we are so far behind, I feel like as just a, a population of humans in taking responsibility for sustainability. It's something that I'm super passionate as I kind of continue to grow and design to always have in mind and always um, fight for kind of a sustainable first mindset. I think it's something that the world needs. Um, you know, again, as, as we put out product designs, like how do we do so in a way that, that truly makes a great impact to the earth? Um, it's something that I see kind of continually grow around the community of footwear um, and footwear design. I think footwear is a bit late to it, um, but I think they're really getting into it, you know, seeing so much great stuff from so many people, brands, et cetera, um, even consumer mindset, right? Like, I feel like there's this huge resurgence of thrifting, of secondhand, of understanding how you can still have kind of this dope fit, like this cool sense of style through upcycling of sustainability. Um, and it's just something I want to continue to, it's something I want to continue to research and understand. I think it does take a deep understanding um, to apply sustainability and kind of understand the implications with sustainability. It's something I want to continue to learn and grow um, and apply and just kind of want to passionately take that throughout my career as well. Where can, where can people find out more? Where can people follow your work? Um, and just check out what, what you're working on. For sure. Um, so I think a great kind of first place uh, would be my Instagram. Um, I'm on Instagram as Air Maze. Um, it's where I kind of continually update work that I'm working on. Um, you know, once in a blue moon, I might post a picture of myself um, if that matters. <laughs> but uh, I think that's a great place. Also, um, you know, kind of LinkedIn. Um, also love to use LinkedIn to share work and uh, kind of updates on different projects um, that I was able to work on that might come out or, or different things like that. And yeah, um, super, super open as well and would extend the invitation to kind of continuing conversations with anyone who might be interested in anything, right? I'm, I'm very open on DMs. I love chatting with other creatives, with other designers. Um, it's such a fun opportunity for me to connect with people and continue to grow. Well, I appreciate you jumping on the Strange on Purpose podcast. I am very ex excited to see where, I mean, we are in the next year and hopefully we're both traveling and, and going yes, to concerts sir. and everything like that. But uh, also professionally, see see where, where you are. Um, I'm very excited. So again, I appreciate you jumping on the Strange on Purpose podcast and I look forward to doing this again. Yeah. Thank you, Izzy. It's been such a pleasure, man. I had a great time. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, whether that's through work, whether that's through personal, like it's something that I have not necessarily invested as much in myself traveling. Um, before I, I tend not to like buy vacations um, for myself or, or travel like that. And you know, I think that's something I maybe took for granted, just being in a, in a great opportunity to be able to do it, um, whether it was through work or with family or stuff growing up, and definitely have a new mindset, um, especially <laughs> uh, going through quarantine, just a, of the value and the reset, the refresh that comes from traveling. And it's something I just, I really want to get into, again, when it's kind of safe and, and respectful to do it. 
um, and really want to kind of prioritize the ability to to travel um, and see new things. I love that. I I'm so excited to. I mean, you've kind of gone through it, uh, obviously when you were younger, but I'm I'm excited to um, kind of get out of Wisconsin, uh, not in a bad way either, uh, just <laughs> like you. But it's just yeah, it's just time. It's it's time to kind of explore elsewhere, and. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm also very excited to travel. Uh, I'm hoping I can get fit in a Caribbean trip at some point this year. And if not, uh, because of COVID, I am going to be very, very sad. So, yep. We'll yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, dude, traveling and concerts, like I, I just cannot wait to, you know, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully find ourselves in a position that we're able to do that in the near future. <laughs> exactly exactly well i don't want to take up too much more of your time i think the the biggest the last question i have for you uh is kind of a deep one but uh, i'm just gonna go out i'm not gonna promise or give you any hints or anything like that or let you practice (laughs) i'm just gonna hit you with it um what impact do you want to leave on the world dude that is deep um Damn. Okay. So I think that's a great question. I think something um, that has always been kind of a forefront interest of mine. um, And also just, I think, kind of a root understanding of an inherent responsibility that I carry in my profession. And what I do is that um, as a product designer, right, we are we are constantly creating product to go into the world. And that product is something that can be viewed as successful if, you know, it has a great consumer response, if people love it, if it's something that really makes someone's life better. And that was, that's always been something I've, I've wanted to achieve, right? Like, I want to design things that truly enhance someone's um, life, right? Like, and it's something I love about designing Crocs, for example, is like, they're so comfortable. Like, people just have this instant, like, they try a Croc on and they fall in love with it. And yeah, it sometimes takes a bit to get them to, <laughs> to try them on, but um, there, there's just such a well-received love of trying them on. And I think that's such a cool thing. I think likewise, just bigger picture for myself for design. Um, again, like I wanna do something that betters people's life, but I also want to be very conscious of this inherent responsibility that as product goes out, um, just kind of this, this inherent, inherent need for sustainability right like we are we're so far behind I feel like as just a a population of humans in taking responsibility for sustainability it's something that I'm super passionate as I kind of continue to grow and design to always have in mind and always um, fight for kind of a sustainable first mindset I think it's something that the world needs Um, you know again as as we put out product designs like how do we do so in a way that that truly makes a great impact to the earth um it's something that i see kind of continually grow around the community of footwear um and footwear design i think footwear is a bit late to it um but i think they're really getting into it you know seeing so much great stuff from so many people brands etc um even consumer mindset right like i feel like there's this huge resurgence of thrifting, of secondhand, of understanding how you can still have kind of this dope fit, like this cool sense of style through 
upcycling of sustainability. Um, and it's just something I want to continue to, it's something I want to continue to research and understand. I think it does take a deep understanding um, to apply sustainability and kind of understand the implications with sustainability. It's something I want to continue to learn and grow um, and apply and just kind of want to passionately take that throughout my career as well. Where can, where can people find out more? Where can people follow your work? Um, and just check out what, what you're working on. For sure. Um, so I think a great kind of first place uh, would be my Instagram. Um, I'm on Instagram as Air Maze. Um, it's where I kind of continually update work that I'm working on. Um, you know, once in a blue moon, I might post a picture of myself um, if that matters. <laughs> but uh, I think that's a great place. Also, um, you know, kind of LinkedIn. Um, also love to use LinkedIn to share work and uh, kind of updates on different projects um, that I was able to work on that might come out or, or different things like that. And yeah, um, super, super open as well and would extend the invitation to kind of continuing conversations with anyone who might be interested in anything, right? I'm, I'm very open on DMs. I love chatting with other creatives, with other designers. Um, it, it's such a fun opportunity for me to connect with people and continue to grow. Well, I appreciate you jumping on the Strange on Purpose podcast. I am very ex excited to see where I mean, we are in the next year and hopefully we're both traveling and, and going yes, to concerts sir. and everything like that. But uh, also professionally, see see where, where you are. Um, I'm very excited. So again, I appreciate you jumping on the Strange on Purpose podcast and I look forward to doing this again. Yeah, thank you, Izzy. It's been such a pleasure, man. I had a great time. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yo, thank you for checking out this episode of the Strange on Purpose podcast. I literally could not do any of this without you listening today. So thank you again. And if you're interested, check us out on Instagram at Strange on Purpose or check out our website, strangeonpurpose.co. I have a newsletter that should be dropping very, very soon, blog posts to come with all of this. And hopefully when COVID restrictions end. We can do some live events and everything like that. Thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you tune into the next one.